Matt Ryan here, and folks, the countdown is on. If you want to be my boss, if you want to own a piece of the A7FL, the time is now. We are counting down until November 7th. That is right, November 7th, the day before Election Day, is the last day of our Start Engine campaign. So we want you to sign up right now. Go to startengine.com slash A7FL and sign up. Once again, that's startengine.com slash A7FL. Welcome to the self-proclaimed second-best podcast of the A7FL. It's the A7FL's other side of the ball. I am Casey Cox, the host of the show. Alongside me, my co-host, Double D, Derek Duncan, the division owner of Nevada. How are you doing tonight, Derek? What's up, what's up? I'm doing well. My uh, tabby cat decided to get into the studio with me here, so if you guys hear a cat going crazy in the background, that's my bad. Who we got on the show tonight, Casey? Um... Tonight, we have the coach of the Insomniacs, Donnie. And then from L.A., we have DeCove. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing excellent. Can't go playing at all. <laughs> Welcome to the all show, right, gentlemen. gentlemen. Yeah, thank you for being on the show tonight, gentlemen. Thank you for giving us your time and joining us along this podcast podcast and um, this is the podcast where we drop bombs so hopefully there will be some bombs dropped tonight let's drop them <laughs> I, I i know one that's hanging out in the wings let's see what else pops up <laughs> all right all right so uh let's start so, with uh donnie and the insomniacs um i kind of anyway wanted to start with him when I heard he was going to be on this podcast to kind of pick his brain and kind of see what the insomniacs have been up to uh, since the season ended and what kind of things they're looking forward to coming into the fall, what kind of things they've been doing to prep for that. Well, you give me the questions and I'll answer them one at a time, boss, because we're uh, insomniacs are back for vengeance. This is our vengeance season. And it will control, it will continue into spring. And whatever's in front of us, believe that. We coming. We coming with some heat. No more games. We coming. So Donnie, I, I'm gonna jump in. I, I think what Casey's looking for is something with a little more teeth, something with some actual meat and not just bone. Like what exactly do you think you're doing to do better this season than was already well, done what, last season what, besides what just showing? Okay. We went it. We went ahead and trimmed a lot of the fat out, and we started off with other people, and we started gaining football players. Like we were blessed to get Rashad on our team from the east, and a couple more guys from the east. I mean, we uh, built something special when it comes to the new Insomniacs. I mean, we're coming out hard. We're coming out tough, and we're, we're not going to bow down to nobody. So well, we're with, coming uh, out with better tactics and stuff like that. I was thinking with Mark Cooper's hair, you can probably change your logo and make him the actual mascot. That'd be sexy. Because <laughs> <laughs> Wild can ball, can ball, but that dude's hair is special on the broadcast. Yes, let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, once everything's said and done and they see my four to five, six foot five guys and say, what the hell did Coach Donnie do to get these guys? Well, don't worry. It's all good. We'll see you on the field. You're bringing some giants, huh? 
I'm bringing Giants. I'm bringing speed. I'm bringing a quarterback who uh, at one time held records and nobody could break it. Um, I'm bringing a running back that runs a 4-3-5. I mean, we're putting something together special. It doesn't matter what anybody brings because now I'm bringing grown people. I'm bringing people who understand the cost and the lengths of how to play football with no BS. Last year, I kind of let it go and I was sick and stuff like that. Well, this year, it's a new coach, Donnie, because I'm getting a rebuilt as we speak. Got a new leg coming. I got stuff going on. So eventually I'll be standing out there. They're going to be like, yeah, look at that. Robotech. You know, so I'm out so, there for vengeance. So new, le- new leg, new look, all new guys. Are you have anybody, anybody that's returning from last season? I only have four. And how many of them are not related to you? None. Okay. <laughs> so you did, <laughs> you kicked off everybody with family, basically, right? Everybody's gone. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. We have six. We have two of my boys playing. But like okay. Christopher, of course, offensive lineman, he's down to 235. Ramsey, he's been working out. His goal is 270 now. So they're putting in the weight and the work in the offseason. And with the Lord blessing us with Rashad, who's a mean effect. Like, I mean, he's talking all over Facebook. You know, um, he's going to come and train those boys, too. So I'm getting help from everywhere, you know. Yeah, I'm when actually seeing his effect. Things. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. My bad. I was trying to cap, uh, uh, tag yeah, on what ahead. you said. I'm seeing his effect in your Insomniac's group chat more so than anywhere else. Obviously, what yeah. he's doing on social media to bring awareness to the league. I appreciate and love, and there's a lot of commentary oh, absolutely. back and there. But what I appreciate most is how involved he is with the positivity in your team group chat where getting guys motivated, like, y'all be there in a couple of days. Hope you guys yeah. have been in the gym. If you're not, here's the here's a workout regimen for you to be thinking about. See if you can get there and get some of this started. Learn what we're doing. Like, I, I love yeah, the he'll outlook. Be here. He lands tomorrow here, and he'll be staying at my house. With the grace of God, and we're gonna paper chase. That's what we're gonna do. That's what's up. Everybody's a piece of paper, That's and we're gonna up. take it and rip it apart. All right. Well, that's a good kickoff. Uh, yeah, that is. Cove, Corey, did you have anything specific you wanted to get in with with the Cove, or I've mm-hmm. I've had some things that I've been kicking around in my brain that I've been wanting to ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead, Derek. You can go ahead. And right, so, so let's start with this. Since we have the head coach of the Insomniacs on the line with us, obviously, with your you're in a unique position. You're the one group of guys who got to play Vegas teams twice that weren't Vegas teams, right? We haven't had anybody else on this podcast or anybody else that we've talked to that can have that type of conversation. So, okay. so number one. Let's start with Santa Monica started out the season three and I'm not sure who was on the squad, but somebody on the squad said we are the new face of the league. What happened between game three and seeing everybody a second time that had you guys fall off like you did? No, no shade. I'm, I'm just curious because I, I know you, all, you always shoot me straight. And I want the I want the rest of the public to hear how good uh, at this you are. And then what about the insomniac specifically did you not have that issue with? Because obviously they only got, they didn't get any wins this season. No shade on you, Donnie, but that's where we're at. 
Um, so to start it off, um, yes, we were three and zero. We was the undefeated team. Uh, the main thing that like when we said was the face of the uh, basically like the ACFL, we was basically talking about uh, our West Coast division, like division rules, and not everybody else. But you know, most people took it to the head, like all oh, they saying their best A7FL team, which that wasn't the route we was trying to go. We were trying to build uh, momentum, build clout, and that's what we did. And everybody wants to target us, so that made every team to me better in the league going in mid-season because everybody wants to beat us. Everybody wants to top us, which was great. It was competition. Um, we did lose uh, a great number of people uh, to injuries, to aspects where family like, oh, no, we want y'all playing no more because of incidents that happened, like uh, incidents where, I mean, coaches trying to fight us uh, or are we trying to fight coaches or are we trying to fight the referees? It just, as grown men, I always tell them that we have oh, to. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pause, pause. Where, where did that happen? Oh, it happened out here in L.A. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, it happened out here in L.A. Uh, a couple right, of so, times. I, I so Aces remember. versus Vibe, and y'all had a, a, a little dust up. Nobody actually mm-hmm. threw any punches, but. Oh, wait, no, I, I did hear somebody oh, no, got spinned it, 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 it. The punches did happen, yeah, so all that did Yeah, happen. yeah, okay. <laughs> it did take you place. Uh, I, remember, I don't even remember the heated argument between, I think it was us and the, um, who was it? The the green team. What was their name? Um, Pit bosses. Pit bosses. Remember, it, it was a big heated argument between that uh, with the coach and like with us, and then some referees got into it. Uh, it, it, it. I think that's the main thing that that killed the morale of us because the main thing was, and like I said, no shade against LA division, but LA division should be way much better than what it is, and it's not. Us put us giving out our own money and us doing things on our own transportation driving to other places where we shouldn't be doing that, trying to make ends meet as far as the team, that shouldn't have been happening. That shouldn't have never took place. And that's what that's what really took a toll on us. Because me as a, a player and as a coach, and it seemed like I was the owner of the team too with me and Carlos, it seemed like I was still putting in all the money's worth. I was still doing everything for the team. You know, it was just one of the main issues where I was draining myself more than anything. And me being a quarterback, me being a slot, me being <laughs> safety, basically every position, and then off of injuries too, that kind of killed us. So, from and then you decided to come to Vegas and play in black shirts. <laughs> there you go, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't, yeah. Didn't know anything about that. Didn't know, we, and that's why I say it, it was just the fact that we didn't know so much only that about the jerseys, about the numbers. You know, it's just so much that we didn't know. And even when we try to talk to our division uh, owners, our division uh, people about it. They didn't know either. Or it, it's the fact is they always wanted to stay in LA so much that they couldn't come to Vegas was not even one time, or we couldn't even meet our division owner not even one time in Vegas. And that's what really killed us too. I'm like, how are you supposed to be supporting of us? And we are a top team in your league, and you can't come see us or give us acknowledge because everybody wanted the Aces to be this team. And when they realized Aces wasn't at the time, nobody really had our back or our support. And that's where it really came out. And to be honest with you, the Santa Monica Vibes wasn't supposed to be on the, the, the I'm going to say, the schedule that year. And we right. talked to uh, Ryan DePaul. Carlos did, Carlos did all the main work. I just I just emphasized to him what he should do. You know what I'm saying? Me being the guy that's always working, doing things, I told Carlos, like, yo, it's a way we can leave one to play. One guy Because they wanted everybody to play for the Aces last year. We wasn't doing that. We had beef. We had blood. We wanted to play against them. That's <laughs> just how it was. Yeah. So I said, no, it's a way we should play against these guys. So 
Uh, Carlos got on the phone with Ryan DePaul and he got on the phone with uh, Sinister and all the Sinister told us no, we couldn't do it. It was no go. Well, wait a second. Oh, 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 rewind, rewind, rewind. Are you calling? <laughs> are you calling Sinner? Sinister? Is that your yes, name? I am. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> this is my name. Oh, oh, that, might be, that, that might be shots fired. Okay, so we no bombs yet, but one one shot fired. Here we go. <laughs> I said no hey, bombs. But you know what? Hey, that piece from LA, they were smart. Yeah, Coach, no bad blood. But that's why I call him my eyes. You know, hey, he the man that, that didn't want to stick with the plan, so that's why I call him. So, uh, but now he's Coach, a good guy. After the fact, when I talk to him. Say it again. Your team What's was that, really Dave? smart. When we lost three jerseys, you made it known to the rest that we couldn't play no more. Oh, yes. Yeah, so when I, it, happened, I, when it happened to you, you guys mm-hmm. said it was okay for you to play without them. So can <laughs> oh, you no. answer me that question? No. So I don't know if you recall, but you remember when y'all ripped my jersey and I took it off and the referee said, no, he cannot play with that. So I actually had to put that ripped jersey back yep. on. So no, no, no. So no. So the rules stuck. If 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 I enforce the rules by by who I am hey, and by I'm not gonna lie, I, I make even, sure I the rules even know. <laughs> yeah, but I but to your guys' point, th- thankfully you have a division owner that's sitting in the the podcast with you guys right now. So, the cove, thank you for rolling that all out for us. That was there's a lot to unpack there. I want to get into some of that. Yes. So, the number one, I feel like maybe I did a dis- a disservice from Nevada for LA. Because you you guys came here and saw the brotherhood, the the atmosphere, the production, the and saw how we put together with buses to get our guys down there, and then you get here and you're like, hey. "What the fuck is this? Like, how come we don't have all this?" <laughs> hey, we're coach, playing, hey, we're coach playing, Derek. Yeah, don't forget about them raiding the taco truck because I fed both teams. Well, that's right. And those but, LA people could eat. Jesus. That's Christ. right. Look, holy moly. Let me pat myself on the back real quick. And let me pat Nevada on the back. Let me pat my, let me pat my Vegas people on the back real quick. We are about our hospitality. Definitely. Ryan uh, Ke- Keaton called me and said, Hey, can you guys find a place where these guys can all come together and eat? I said, Nah, Keaton, I'm gonna feed all your guys. You get in here, we'll do a little banquet afterwards. Everybody get together, chop it up, get to know one another. Now, it didn't come together the way I wanted to. I wanted everybody to get on one little spot and get in the stands and kind of get to know one another or not. But we kind of stood around and got in little groups and I got to know a lot of your guys real nice. Some of them went in the kitchen to help us. Right, exactly. And they were kicking. You know what we're based on, bro? Real stuff. We put all the stupid stuff to the side, bro. When we're done, we're all family. I don't care where you're from. And and, and, and that's the main thing with me why I love the South so much because that's how we are. We hospitality. No, no matter no matter what type of blood we have, at the end of the day, we're still gonna be your family. We're still gonna be you're gonna be somebody's cousin. You're gonna be somebody's brother. Where we're gonna look out for you to make sure you get home safely, and things go the way it should goes. I mean, and that's one thing I learned once once I went to LA. It's not like that out here. It's not at all. It's like everybody for themselves. People fit for themselves, and it just it's so much. Uh, I, I'm gonna say competition where you want to be better than the next man. When it, sh- it shouldn't even be like that. It and that be sucks. It's between be each other. Where here we team. don't do that. Yeah. So that's you one thing I didn't know. You, you don't even know, like, bro. I feed every team after their game. Come eat. If your coaches don't want to eat, it's okay. Come eat, man. Yeah. So let's you know? let's kind of dive into the the deeper psyche of what it is you're talking about, the Cove. So, <laughs> L, 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 no, seriously though, 
LA is the town of glitz and glamour. Everybody goes there to try to make it, right? That that's yeah. kind of what's up. Yeah, you go to New York, you go to LA, you try to make it, or Miami. Now I guess that that'd be the third one. Maybe Chicago, second city. Those are like the four main spots people go to try to make it. I got something to do. I need to want to get into acting. I need to get into. I want to be CEO of, of this Fortune 500 company. So I'm going to one of these four spots so I can make it, right? Yeah. I think I think what Vegas has that is makes it unique to us is. We're kind of a sister city to L.A. People who don't like that L.A. vibe where everybody's just out there trying to make it and trading on their their looks or whatever it is, where Vegas has always been this, why don't you guys look at us? You know, we've got all the glitz and glamour. We probably made as many, you know, superstars and millionaires in this town as we have as you have in L.A., but we don't get the same respect. We don't get the teams. We don't get, you know, we don't get the big movie budgets. We don't get any of that stuff until the last five to seven years. Thank you, God, thank God for the Golden Knights changing all of that for us, right? So yeah. I, I think, that, you know, I'm sure you guys are aware of Las Vegas in our one October drama where some idiot got, got on Mandalay Bay and shot up a bunch of people and 57 wonderful Las Vegans and visitors to Las Vegas passed away that day and that October asshole killed first. himself. Right, so our community came together like, you know, Boston came together with the marathon, like, New York came together with the towers going down. Like this community cares about each other. I mean, like, like crazy. I mean, we'll look you right in the we'll look you right in the face and say "fuck" if you cut us off in traffic. But we care about you. (laughs) With the stabbing that just happened, right? Exactly. Stabbing that just happened. We're all coming together for that. We already raised fifty something thousand dollars. For the family of some of these girls, bro. Exactly. You want to know what's funny is one of my brothers, um, his name is Flyboy Kino. He's big into like New Orleans bounce music. He's from New Orleans. And uh, man, I was talking yesterday about that. We were like, he was like, he was like, bro, I just, he did a video shoot in Las Vegas. And he was like, he was like, Las Vegas is so cleaner than LA. And LA got all this money. And it seemed like Vegas is like Vegas on the back end and LA on the front end. But when you drive through these cities and through these states, you see that which one is better than the other. I'm like, man, I said, you're totally right. My first time going to Vegas was, was football. I hear about Vegas casinos, strippers, prostitutes. I hear all that, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> of military. Yep. But when I went out there, I didn't see that. I seen a, a, a clean city that people respect who you are. You said even, Vegas, even if you are new, even if you are new to the city, they want to try to help you or get to know who you are and you get to better you in certain things. Say it again. You said Bakersfield? No, Vegas as a city. Vegas. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so I was going to say Bakersfield filled with crackheads, you know. <laughs> if you think that place is good. <laughs> but shout, shout out yeah. to uh, Baker, A7FL Bakersfield if that ever comes out. We're not trying to be right. on this yeah. show. <laughs> Better get you a farmer with overalls and flip flops. But, 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 but to end it, uh, Duncan, I do appreciate everything you did uh, there. I do appreciate it because when me and Carl sat down and talked to you, you had so much knowledge and so much wisdom of the A7FL. And knowing to be like, I guess your first year, like the, the, the wisdom and knowledge you had for it and the love and the passion you had for it, that inspired me more than anything. I'm like, man, this guy here, we're from LA. He, he's down to help us, to call him, to talk to him about anything we need. And we have our own guys out here don't don't know nothing. Like, <laughs> they just want to stay in LA. I'm like, why? Like, you know, and how is it this football? Down south, we love football to the max. We'll die for football, right? That's just who we are. We breathe, we breathe and eat football. So I tell people, like, 
if you have a team that that you're you're a division owner of whatever, you should at least be trying when that team once. If they got two games in a whole nother city or a whole nother country, whatever, you should be traveling the team at least once to acknowledge your presence and let them know that, hey, we're here for you if you ever need anything. Us going out the first time to play uh Vegas, and I think it was you there that that uh sent us to this uh sent us to this uh steakhouse. I don't know if it was you and the other guy, Chris. One of y'all sent us to the steakhouse and we mentioned y'all name. And these people like just walk open their arms. We had like 20 some 25 people and they set us down for all of us and fed all of us and we just, we just paid for it. But it was just so such a blessing on that end. I'm like, man, this, this I love this. You know, and that's something that I had to take I had to take part of us. That's just something that we didn't experience when we was out here. It was one of them, oh you go play, you go home. Yeah, <laughs> well it, if it was a steakhouse, it was definitely me. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hate to say it publicly right now that I'm vegan right now, but I am I am all about my steakhouses in Las Vegas, and I do whatever I can to make those relationships at those steakhouses because that changes everything, man. Those experiences are the best. Yeah, it's it like steakhouse at the mall, it's at a mall or something. Yeah, that, that's primal. Yeah. So yeah, that's primal. Nice. That's my boy. That's my boy Chad. He's good people. That's what, yeah, you're right. That was you, primal. Your boy Chad. Yep. He, he 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 was waiting. Was outside too. Open on like, come on in. <laughs> so yeah. No, let me tell. Let me tell you what Chad did for me, and I'm gonna make this a quick segue, and I'm gonna drop my bomb for the night. So that's the other one that I was holding back on you guys. So uh, last week. Chad invited me and Dario, our marketing manager, out for dinner for a surprise dinner with a, a guest of his. And the guest was firm but fair Joe, Gort Joe Cortez, one of my favorite boxing referees in the history of the world. So we're sitting there having dinner with a guy that I consider a, li a living legend, a, a boxing hall of famer, just having an amazing night on Chad's dime. And he just wanted to say thank you for all the referrals and me sending people to him. So my segue to that is I mentioned the Hall of Fame referee. I just got word yesterday that your boy, Derek Duncan, is being inducted into the Minor League Football Hall of Fame this November. Let's go. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Get like me. Yeah. It's my turn. Division owner and Hall of Famer. I want to see who voted. I want to see who voted. That's BS. I want to see who voted. You're probably the one who nominated me. What you talking about? I got nominated too. Okay. Yeah, but um, I don't know. We'll see. There's just some things going on. I got nominated for over 20 years of semi-pro and then six years of pro ball, you know, including coaching overseas. Right. And stuff, you know, so I've done a lot when it comes to football. I just don't tend to say anything, but catch right, well, me that's... on the field and I'll talk to you and I'll tell you everything. You're like, whoa, what the heck? What's well, that's where I found on? you. Remember, you were, you were had just finished coaching as DC of the Voodoo when I, when I connected yeah. with you. I moved yeah. back. I was a Louisiana Voodoo defensive coordinator. You said Louisiana Voodoo. Whoa, now. <laughs> Stop this. Right? Sure. <laughs> you don't know about no Louisiana. I'm the only guy that used to wear a voodoo hat outside during the game, and the referees warned me about it. Hey, yeah, I'm one race for Lake Charles, Louisiana, 18 years. That's why I used to go to the parades. Back oh, then, damn, I was a fool when I had a leg. That reminds me, I had to call my sister. She lives down there, and today's her birthday. Oh, See, look, there you go. Thank you, Good thank you, guys. It's <laughs> <laughs> that Alzheimer's guys. All right. I'm telling you. All right, let's bring it. Let's bring it back to football real quick. Okay, so. 
Cove, the yes, question sir. about though, uh, like let's talk about on-field play, right? So the question that I posed to you, part two of that was, uh, like the the competition you guys saw, right? First three games, mm-hmm. you you guys were winning. Obviously, you say that you think that uh, you jumping in and making the statement it may may put these guys on notice, and they got their shit together and started coming at you guys correct. Yeah. Was there? Did you notice a difference in gameplay? Did they change up their schemes, or did did they just finally get it all together? And what the, what do you think that was? Uh, some teams changed up their gameplay. I, I feel like some teams, and I, yeah, it was like the forces coach. He told me straight up. He said, "We watch film on you, like every every team you you play, watch film on you." So me, King, uh, I running back, uh, Forrest, a couple of other players, but they they mainly said they said we keyed on you and King, right? And I'm like, that's crazy. They're like, they're like, if we feel like we could take you and King out, then the rest of the team gonna, gonna fall. I'm like, man, and I had to think of that. I'm like, y'all really watch film on us, and no matter what we did or the way we did things, it just it some things just never fell play. Like our receivers dropping the balls, us not making the right pass or running the ball when we should. It just it, it became a mindset thing to us now. Like every team wants to beat us, so we felt we had to beat ourselves and. Some teams did strategize against us, which was, I loved it. I loved the team that strategized against us with the blitzing four or five people, try to see where it was at. I love the teams that try like just to stand back in zones. The coaches actually like actually coaching their teams, which I liked that more than anything. It was more of a coaching aspect where you have a 30-man roster and you was actually subbing in somebody every every play just to get them fresh legs out there. So we couldn't beat them with our speed and our legs. Uh, some coaches went off their best players, you know, like uh, Insomniac's at number one. Uh, they went off him. They, they, they let him play his whole game and didn't coach him at all. You know, so I liked that. I feel like some people keyed into their best players like we did and then use that against us. And then some of them actually, like, allowed their whole team to play us as a coaching aspect. So, yeah, a lot of things did switch up. A lot of things did change. And to be honest, with y'all film on us, a lot of people watched that. And I can't say they are justice to us. Okay. So, Donnie, I'm going to ask you the, uh, a follow-up question to that. So, obviously, you had the chance to get – or did you play him twice? You only played him once, didn't you? Played him yeah, once. I think Sonic played us once. Right, because you guys you guys got – didn't make it to the uh, – we'll say the divisional playoffs, so you only had the one shot. So, yeah. that, that explains that. Okay. All right. Well, never mind. My follow-up question would be asked. <laughs> so <laughs> – so, all right. So, uh, let's talk about the future, Nicole. Uh, you shared some information with me going into the podcast today. Do you want to uh, throw that on on the airwaves? Do we want to save that another time? No, we can. I mean, it, I might as well be letting on that way. La not 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 getting blindsided by you know. Cause like I said, I, I love the vibes and I love I love playing for teams. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know about okay. you. Being- Before you drop the bomb. How many people do you know actually listen to this podcast? I really don't know. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to hear about it because I'm really okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you make sure you share this on social media when we're done here, so everybody gets to hear your announcement. So, all right, my bad. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, so like I said, uh, I am leaving the LA division. Uh, I'm going down south, back to my home and my roots. Not to Louisiana, but I'm going to Houston uh, area. Uh, I'll be out there probably early January time frame, so I won't be playing for uh, the L.A. division this year. Uh, and a lot of my key players won't be either as far as that. So, I mean, like I said, I've been trying to get the vibe going as far as getting them a team. But as far as looking right now, 
I really don't know how many teams LA gonna have. If David and Keaton and the whole LA staff with, with Danica and the crew comes together and puts out the right platform, do you do you think guys will come back, or do you think they're so sour at this point that it's gonna take some serious convincing to get them over the hump? Because let me and let me and before you say that, I just want to say I feel like. A7FL is blowing the fuck up right now. Like with our yeah, that's how I feel. With I everything being on Sports Center and all the conversations that are having with broadcast people and us, you know, every every division is supposed to have a minimum of four teams next season. And we're bringing on at least two new divisions, one in Reno, one in Columbus. Uh I think they're back. Yeah, Columbus. We had Cincinnati last year, right? I get the two flip flop. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's you're talking about Houston. There's talk of Alabama. There's talk of Atlanta. There's talk of Dallas. But you know, we got those two locked in. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, and and I saw the player interest list, and the player interest list from from Louisiana and Houston are probably the two of the six Big. biggest cities yes. as far as the number of like. There's 60 people on that list right now. Where you split those out, 15 apiece, that's four teams, right? So. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just the people who already signed up for the list. But anyway, so let me let me follow that up now with re-asking the question again. Do you really think that if they put the right platform out and set up the situation right, that they're going to have a tough road ahead of them? Or if they do it right, people are going to flock to it because of how big it's getting? Um, in L.A., I think you have to actually, like, people have to really see it first to believe it. Okay, and uh, that's just one thing about me being real. I played for eight seven started in LA and San Diego. Both years were, were, were just were just terrible. It was bad. Us driving San Diego every every game, every Sunday to play out there and drive back. It was just a hassle. It just every year it was like a downfall. It, it wasn't like it was being upgraded. Like something was losing, yeah. and that's where a lot of these players played both of the years. They like, dang, this it hasn't gotten better. So I feel like it will take them a lot to come back and say, hey, I want to play. Like I said, the Aces may stay out there because, you know, that is who they are. They got Billy on, on their team. And Billy, financial support, he's good. He get guys out there, his family out there to support him. Um, but Aren't it just – Aren't those guys all on AARP? Huh? Aren't those guys all on AARP? No, they got, they got some young cats out there, man. I didn't see anybody that looked like they were over like 32 or 33. Yeah, Man, so half of them look like they were old dudes. <laughs> nah, they all young. They all by thirties and they thirties young. Okay, your team. No, Santa yeah, Comano was all young too. Both teams were young teams. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, both well, teams I'm are back. Young. Yeah, both teams are young teams. Um, but like I said, it's it's gonna take a lot to have all these players come back and want to sacrifice their bodies again. That's how I'm gonna say it. That's how I'm gonna say it. Sacrifice their bodies and their time and their family to feel. Um, protected and feel like nothing's going to happen, and something does happen, so they can feel like they can they can get out when they need to. All right, so let me follow that up again because there's there's the couple things that I left off that I think are most important about this conversation for guys that are in their late twenties, maybe into their early thirties, not so much. But I'm sure you guys are aware of how many USFL contracts have been issued already, and how many XFL combine invites have been issued to guys that are coming out of A7 from the entire country. Right? You guys are hearing about all this. Yes. I heard about it. Absolutely. So, so Dakova, again, I'm just going to ask one more time. Do, with knowing that just being on an A7FL roster, if you're talented, you're going to get seen by these bigger leagues. 
and get offered an opportunity, you don't think that that's enough to get them? Because where else are they going to get seen like that? Uh, I don't know, Doug, but no, I, I don't think that because we go to a team and, and play, but if that team's not getting, I'm going to say publicity and, and you can shine like you really want to, <laughs> there is really nothing. That's, that's like me going to play for a team that's just old, Oh, and Ford, I'm coming on team, and I'm the only all-star that's trying to shine. But I don't have no line block for me. I don't have no, nobody that can throw to me. I don't have no receivers that can do anything for me. It's going to be kind of hard. So <laughs> it's going to be like one thing where everybody has to build up a platform and build up a team where these players can feel like this is where we want to be at and come out there and play for it. You remember, some of my guys really? from San Diego, uh, every game is going to play with us. You remember, I don't know if you remember that. Uh, some guys had to drive from San Diego to Vegas to play with us. So it just, Man. it comes to the point of them, it's, it's more of a time thing and them feeling their time is working now. Instead of them just playing because they love it. Yeah, man, them, them flights are cheaper than gas now. Y'all need to get your get your shit right. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what I said, it was. Switch but, over to Southwest. That's like $39 each way, which is like mm-hmm. half the price of gas going these days. Yeah. I that's what I'm saying. Was coming from Texas. So. But well, all right. Like so, so just to like recap, oh, go ahead. I feel like LA will really have to, really, really, really like, like get. The, I'm saying get the right marketing team, right? You you have King and still running things in the background, but they need the right marketing team. That's how I look at it. Like somebody that can actually like, 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 like spunk LA LA vibe and and the love that LA is supposed to have football. Like spunk that are like like they do the Rams and they do like the Chargers, you know, like like uh, some of these semi pro teams. You have about what 10, 15 semi pro teams. I mean, it's easy to go on the fields and, uh, and every, that's what I was doing this year. I was recruiting semi pro players. I'll go on a team and, and play with them for like one or two games, and they knew who I was. And I tell them, like, yo, I got an ACNL team at the uh, get up. You want to play? Like, yeah, we come out there, check it out. It's just stuff like that where I feel like. Nobody's doing that. Nobody's like really, really putting in the effort. And when I was putting in the effort, I didn't have nobody backing me up on that. And that's nothing I ain't like either. So that's why I'm like, yeah, it's time for me to, to, to stop putting my time and effort into all this and not get nothing out of it. And that's where, and to be honest, like even with the combine, right? I was there and I'm gonna tell you how, how, how mad I was at this. I went to the combine, right? First of all, it's at the field where we all, where we all played at, Chicky Field. Right, Snoop Dogg's on that field. We never we got no recognition to Snoop Dogg at all. We never even tried to say, "Hey, Snoop Dogg, we plant your field. Come check us out." None of that. Wow. We did the last game when we played the Aces for the playoff game. I tagged Snoop Dogg in the post and everything. He looked at it and he smiled. And for from from what my best friend told me, it's a client of his said that Snoop Dogg said if he would knew that ACFL was playing on his field, he would have made sure that field was together and everything would have went well with it. Man, Snoop actually reached mind. out to the league and said that he wants a team like three years ago. So we missed a real good opportunity right there. You're exactly. absolutely right. I did. And then that's one thing that really got me upset. The second thing is, we playing, they did a combine to feel where a bunch of little kids are playing at, right? They had Saturday games at. And the combine was on the sidelines, basically, in a other grass field where a few cones were set up. No shade on kicking, but a few cones set up and a few things. That's why I say you need players, you need people that knows football and knows how to bring out a combine. Like, you you, you see these combines on, on, in high school, college. These things are decked out. These things, you have people that – Gonna be out there with cameras. Are like you gonna have somebody out there like really supporting it, like really getting it going? It was just kick out there by itself. That's all I seen. Him out there by itself. That's not really a support team. That's not really 
what you want to establish. The coaches that wasn't even not there for the aces are for anybody else that was so called brand new. Nobody was just kicking out there by myself and set some cones. That was it. I mean, it, it, it's just that sad to me where I'm not somebody, oh, come out here for combine. There's nothing going on but a man out there with a clock. And that's really it. And, and a few cones. <laughs> that's not half of these men. All right. Well, I think that's enough LA bashing for me for right now. All <laughs> 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 right. So like I, said, I, I, I just want you to do better. You know what I'm saying? It's the fact I want you to do better because you can. It's, and that's why I'm mad with this. You can do so much better, but you're yeah. not. We withheld or we withhold our egos or who we are. When it shouldn't be that way, we should be helping each other. Like egos is just the worst thing in football, as you've seen. It, egos, it, 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 can, it, it can destroy you in football. You know you're the best player ever, and ego can destroy you. And we've seen that plenty of times in football already. <laughs> no matter if you plan or you're a coach, it can destroy you and hurt you. And that's Absolutely. what's going on right now in L.A. All right. Well, message from Decove, team owner, organizer of the Santa Monica Vibe to the L.A. division and the former San Diego division. Y'all need to get your shit together. Uh, we'll just <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. They, they don't, there's an op- I'll I'll say it politically correct now. There's a really great opportunity for you guys to improve and put a better product out there for these guys. So hopefully you hear this message, and uh, if you like the way I'm doing it, I'll be glad to give you the blueprint so you can follow it. But uh, if you got your own ideas, just please. Make sure you take heed with the messages that you heard on this podcast today. We'll just leave it. We'll, we'll leave it there. All right. Donnie, you back? I guess he's not back. Donnie Sorry. Bulldog, Bulldog, Mr. Bulldog Puppies, you, you back? <laughs> All right, Dakota, go ahead. You got the floor. Are you going to say something? Well, well, like I said, and, and one thing I am going to follow you with, Duncan, is I, once I do get to Houston, like I said, I know I'm not be playing for a team this year. I'm be more on building to like talk to you, talk to Ryan DePaul, talk to the center and all them uh, about me getting the division going out there. Uh, that's that's gonna be my main thing to focus on now, uh, more than playing. Cause like I said, I love I love I love playing football, but uh, like my brother King, he going for the uh, XFL. He's gonna play for them this year coming up. So like I said, the XFL does a lot and it has a lot going on. Boy Corey, all of them. Everybody had a spotlight this year in the team. They all going somewhere different again this year, and I love that. So, okay, that's why so I did you say King so, played for the Vibe last season and he's got an XFL roster spot this upcoming season? As far as I know, yes, that's that's where this is going. At. I'm not going to say where he's going, who's doing it for. Well, that's fine. But he's at with it, yes. <laughs> yes, that's where he's at with it. What did you have, Casey? Oh, I, I was going to say, so uh, we're looking like – Houston division within a season or two, maybe then. Well, well, and I was going to say, if, uh, if Donnie's not back and we don't have time to talk insomniac, let's, let's touch on the Houston thing. Cause I, I, right. like how soon do you want to get that going? I, I'm right. Next year is me to be honest. Like I know we can play the next season. Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com slash owners. That's a7fl.com slash owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town.
Hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are, because that means you can give us money. That's right, you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. Up there right now, we have some Thick Boy Season merchandise. We've got some Hus Hus shirts. And also, we've got some Corey Hammond-related merchandise coming soon. A Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond's t-shirt, hoodie, and a whole lot more. You can get all of them right now, sent to you nice, comfy, and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7flmerch. And also, you can find it in the show notes. Now back to that podcast you like. But after that season, we're going to be up and running in Houston. And that's my goal. That's that's where that's why I said I'm going to so fall, fall 2023. That's where I'm at with. Yes, I will make sure I have the money. <laughs> I will have everything I need to really get that going because it, it it's football is so big in the South where the South should not be last last division or last place to have a football team in an A center field. It shouldn't be that way. <laughs> it shouldn't. And that's where it's going right now. So. That's why I am taking this time. I'm taking the time to move down to Houston uh, and get uh, basically division started in Houston. I got to talk to Ryan about everything about that first, but that's my goal. That's my mission to get the team out there, to get division out there going. That All right, well, we- let, me, let me just throw this at you real quick because I have seen the plans. If people don't get in in the division by, I think it's November 7th this year, at seventy five thousand dollars for a three for the three the, which covers the three year buy in. Can you guys hear me? We can hear you now. Yeah, we can hear you. Fuck! I dropped that shit in mop water. Wow, it was one. It sounded like somebody was mopping in the background. So that makes sense. So let me just finish this point. We'll come back to you, Donnie. So uh, right. it was explained to me that th- this year, going into the spring, if you've not committed at the seventy five thousand dollar level, or the 2023 season, which will carry you 23, 24, 25, that for the 24 season is going to be a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, no. So I'm going to be big on the, the 75 right now. That's my main goal. That's what I'm trying to push for. Uh, like I told you, I just started my business. Uh, so I'm trying to get this line of credit and everything going with that too. So my main goal is to have a division in Houston next year. <laughs> so that's why I'm at with it right now. All right, so I'm just going to recommend that you try to shoot for spring for the for that very reason, if nothing else. And okay. if you know you're going down there early, I, as I told you privately, I've got Houston people. I, I've got Texas people that, that are connected to people with money if they don't want to use their own money. You're well, a I match, say, you're a match made in heaven January. down there. I'll be out there in January. Moved in, set up, ready to go. I'll be out there in January. <laughs> so are you are you talking. planning on any trips between now and then or is it just january you're going nope that's time i'm going well i go out there i'm going out there in november uh november for a week uh to look at a couple of lands like that um we got your number we can talk on that personally uh okay anyway, we can go from there yeah Wonderful. All right. Well, you heard it here first. The co-future owner of the Houston division with the support oh. of the Nevada division, a thousand percent. I'll do everything it takes to help you out. Absolutely. Man. I, I, bring in any, any, especially the second largest city in the country, bringing them into the league would be an absolute be get for us. Huge. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to lose Casey though. He wants to move back that direction. Was, 
<laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. I was born and raised Oklahoma. I am so glad I got away from that area um, just because of some of the things uh, economically going on in that area, um, in the Oklahoma area, especially. I'm, yeah. I'm in a better position out here where I'm at now. Um, and so, yeah, I'm not, you're not going to lose me if, if Houston starts a division, but I was going to say, I don't know if we classify that as a bomb, but that pretty much is a bomb there that we're going to have well, a Houston division, hopefully in the next year. Yeah, that that's definitely a bomb. So him leaving the vibe and moving to Houston and not having a season uh, this upcoming season was bomb. Number one, him wanting to get a division was bomb. Number two, I was aware of. And then my hall of fame was bomb. Number three, but it sounds to me like we're also going to, we've also learned that LA is probably not having a fall season. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's what, was, that's what I was looking like. It looked like LA might not even have fall season, but probably one, one team. They might get a second one if they can pull strings together, but it might just be the aces. And I don't know how sure that is on that because I haven't, me and Billy haven't talked on that one. And from what I'm seeing, um, competition wise, I don't know where they're looking at. So I, I don't see it happening this year. Well, if you want to talk to Billy, we got room for one spot in the fall right now that I'm going to fill, but I don't have to if they want to come up, you know, once a week and and hang out and be on our schedule. I can I can set that up for the fall if he wants. All right. Well, I'll talk to him and I'll see how far uh, I guess Keegan's head is at with the scheduling. But right now, as far as like I said, nobody never talked to Dave. <laughs> nobody don't know what's really going on. It's just, I can tell you, it's an email that gets sent out, out to us on Snap about us raising our own money for fundraisers. <laughs> and that's that's the most we know about the league coming up. And I don't yeah, like yeah. And you're all on Snapchat, too. Not even Facebook. Like, <laughs> All right. So, so all right. So, just a heads up. Our, season, our fall season kicks off uh, December 4th. It's going to be uh, 10 consecutive weeks. We're taking off Christmas and New Year's and playing playing every Sunday with our championship culminating on Super Bowl, Super Bowl on a, sorry, Pro Bowl weekend. Okay. And then uh, our our championship will be at the Anderson okay. Automotive Arena in Bullhead, Bullhead City, Arizona. And hopefully, if everything comes together, there'll be some sort of divisional all-star game wrapped around that as well. But uh, we're, de- we're, de- we're definitely doing our championship down there. That's, our, that's set. Hey, Donnie. Well, that, remember, Duncan, when you talk about uh, – that championship team, that championship game being somewhere uh, for everybody to come and have a good time, man. You know, that's one other thing that I'm really, really going to try to push for as coming in and trying to, like, figure out a couple of things and learn from each divisional owner and, and divisional manager and um, basically, like, just trying to see where we all work together and make something big, big happen with the NFL and really get things really pushed. Yeah, we got crazy big ideas that'll blow your mind. It's just most of the stuff. It takes a, a lot of a lot of things going on with it, and I'm doing everything I can. But you know, everything takes time. All right. Well, you know, you're gonna have me. Like I said, I'm military aspect. Uh, I'm also with the federal government, so a lot of things that y'all might can't get your hands on or hear by the time I probably can. Well, look, we had a guy uh, that was supposed to be sponsoring our entire division next season from the Air Force uh, after we went, Nevada went and won the game in New Jersey. And that hasn't come together yet. So I can at least give you his name and you can see if he's pulling that together for us or not, if, if that's something that you've got attachment to. 
Yeah, I, I can send me his information and, and I can figure it out for you. See how, how far the ranks he is and what all he can do. And then we go from there. I can do that. I can look. I'll take. I'll take that help. I'll take all the help I can get. You know me. Okay, I can help you out, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I need your help too. Hey, there's Donnie. You back? Yeah. There's Donnie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here, here, touching myself with about the bullshit that's going through. All right, your phone is still pulled away from your mouth again, so I don't know. Yeah. Drop it in the bucket. Yeah. Messed it up. No. Hello. There you go. I don't know there you go. Did. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Donnie, let's just recap real quick everything we heard from the Dakota side because there's some things that we wanted to get your opinion on as a Vegas guy who's also in development mode right now, right? So yeah, he's, sure. leaving, he's leaving uh, the vibe, moving to Houston. He's got five or six guys that are solid players that are not going to play back with them. They might join forces with the Aces or start another team. LA is supposed to have a four-team division going into the spring. They don't know if they're going to do a fall season. I opened it up to him that if they had a team that wanted to come to Vegas to play, we had a spot open because the force isn't going to be competing in the fall. So I was going to put another separate team in, but if they want to come up from LA every weekend that we don't have to do that, that obviously helps them out, helps me out. So, and then the other side, which you probably missed was uh, the full rundown of LA. The, the, he, it's his opinion that the staff didn't put the best, uh, product on the field for them, put them in the best situation to to get what they felt they needed as players. And he doesn't think even with all the looks that we're getting from uh, USFL and XFL that just saying that they're going to do it better next season is going to help. They're going to actually have to see it happen and then people start coming out. So with all of that, Donnie, mm. What's your opinion on the on the situation with L.A.? What did you feel like when you were down there? I know you expressed to me that you didn't like the field very much, but what about the rest of it? I mean, the people there that were the organizers were great. They were amazing. They were great. They try to help us as much as they can. I can't bang them on that, but I mean, just sometimes little things happen, you know, with the players. Everybody want to fight. Everybody want to do this. But damn, let me tell you, those referees... Man, they must have came from the Lavrea Tar Pits because they weren't worth Dookie Booty. You know, I mean, <laughs> it, it's something that needs to get worked on, and all the rest need to go through a podcast or something and learn the rules. So there's no questions anymore. You know, a game shouldn't have to be asked to our sideline to go correct something that a ref messed up. There's got to be stuff that's got to be implemented. But you know what? As for LA trying to come back now, too many people are leaving and they're key people. You see, what I've noticed about the big cities is when you get a couple of good people leave, everybody wants to leave. Nobody wants to do it, you know. They say that they're going to do it, but it's not true. You know, they're a bunch of full of crap. You know, and they do that thinking that these guys are going to feel sorry and come back. You know, hey, I hate to say it, but our man here is moving for better life better situations, better plugs that'll help him and do stuff. And eventually I could see a, a division coming out of Houston. You know? I can see that, you know, and it's going to be a great team so that, you know, once they do it, you know, the insomniacs will go and shut them down. So, you know, <laughs> I <like> confidence. <laughs> you know? Oh, it's not confidence no more, brother. We working, you know, but the thing is, is I messed up last year as a coach and I apologize to the league, you know, 
There was a lot of things wrong with me. I didn't understand the rules. I couldn't get it, and I was really the loss, you know, but it sucks when you have 25 guys and you lose 13. Yeah, it well, does. Well, Dottie, look, let me give it to you. If there's one thing I would have you do for your team this season, whether it's Rashad or someone else like Rashad that isn't an actual player, that you find someone who's young and tech savvy to handle the player communication, handle your diamond is our team president. Who's that? Um, she's running everything, paperwork, money wise, anything. It goes through her. And she's who, on this team's ass. Diamond? Who is, Diamond. Oh, is that the the person in the chat that uh yeah. keeps and posting? She's on their ass. Okay. Like she's not giving them a chance, nothing. And you know, the good thing is her husband's tells and he's one of the returners with Yella. That's another returner. Yeah, that's cool. Tells the good people. You know, so I got yelled to shut his mouth now and turn towards God. You know, my whole thing is as long as I can touch a player to change their attitude for the next year because they have a dream, then guess what? It's got to start from the bottom. And now he's here. So he's doing better. He shuts his mouth. He plays football. You know, and they don't argue amongst each other. You know, so, I mean, I'm building something special over there with young kids that just came out of UNLV. I'll just be straightforward. You know, I got a couple of kids that were in the NFL that are coming. I'm still trying to get uh, uh, Hall. You remember Hall, um, Derek? The one he used to play for the Philadelphia Eagles, play corner? Yeah, you, are, you, are you talking about? Oh, no, I, I, was thinking, I was thinking Stephon. So, no, I don't no, know. Antoine. I don't, okay. Yeah, he's moving to Vegas. And, and what about? He wants to play. What about baby boy, Mr. Leslie? I don't know, man. We're working on it. We'll see, man. Y'all might get Devontae Adams now, too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there you I, go. I will tell you, I, you know, my, my LinkedIn picture for my A7FL uh, profile has a picture of me with Devontae Adams. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. We, we, could, we, we could pick him up if he don't end up in jail for smacking a uh, cameraman. I mean, oh, he, he barely pushed him, man. Right? Come on. Yeah, he barely pushed him. Like, that was over exaggerated. He I mean, he's gonna he, like he, his prosthetic came out. He's gonna have to pay him out three fifty, but he just pushed him. <laughs> right? Yeah, he just it's pushed him. He cried to the cops, man. Well, who does that? You know, people just <laughs> opportunity. That's all it is. He's seen an right. opportunity. Yeah. Well, yep. That, that opportunity sucks, especially you're a, you make way more money than that. Why would you even manage? What do you think about it? He's not gonna be a cameraman in the NFL no more. I tell you that. No, man. no, he's done. <laughs> he's no. Done. No. no, he's done. All right, Donnie. So I'm mm. sure you didn't hear it, but the three on one podcast, the boys, Corey Hammond, Matt Ryan, and I Rob was about Davey to go there. I think had uh Shamar Moore, not Shamar Moore, Shamar, uh, Ryan Shamar. Good, good lord, <laughs> Ryan Shamar is gonna punch me in the face after that one. <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, and they also had today, uh, Curtis Jones from the force, right? That was the podcast that dropped today. Yeah, And in yeah. that conversation, it was about, you know, the conversation that Rashad was having on our podcast. And on our podcast, Rashad said, look, I'm record holder for returns, record holder for touchdowns. I'm coming to be a franchise quarterback and we're going to dominate Las Vegas. And Corey, of course, challenged Curtis on the podcast to get some spiciness going. How are you going to let old boy come up in here who didn't even play last season? and quit on his team before they went to the playoffs and said, I'll show up when you guys make the final four. How do you expect 
that guy, how do you allow that guy to come talk that big game? And Kurt's response was, look, he's coming to Vegas. We are all about our hospitality. We want him to feel at home. And I will gladly give him first chair on the podcast. He's not taking my spot in first position as the division champion. It's getting a little spicy. I want to know from your right. from your position, Donnie. What what do you see for the Insomniacs next this coming season? Do you guys feel like you this are the number one seed, or do you feel like you still got something to prove? Look, right now I'm the last seed, but watch when I'm done, we'll be up there, bro. We'll be up there, and it's not even going to be laughing because we're not going to laugh till we dominate Vegas completely and go on to the next level. I don't care who it is, whether they're friends, family, foe, whatever. Everybody will feel the wrath of the insomniacs this year. And they want to talk about Rashad. Well, Rashad's a whole different person, man. Come on. Guy begged me to try to help him with stuff. Got him a job here in Vegas. And now he's moving to my house. So you're telling me he don't want no dedication? Any man that moves 33,000 miles to come play some football is telling you something. But it's okay, because Rashad will take that as fire. And when we do that three-on-one, I just hope they got an extra set of hands. And I'm going to leave it that way. And you know what? People better understand this, too. I got four quarterbacks. You never know when a back is going to be a quarterback and launch it. You'll see. We got some nice. special stuff we're running. Speaking, <laughs> speaking on that three-on-one podcast, also something else that I heard on there, you know, Curtis said that, you know, he wasn't really enthused about an Insomniac's force. Let's see where both teams are at. Week one matchup that he felt the 0-6 Insomniacs might only improve to to 2-4 and four or 3-3, three and three, and that was about it. Um, how do you feel about that, Coach Donnie? Hey, why not? We were owing a bunch nothing last year. But just remember this, bro. I keep my players fat. So we're going to eat healthy, we're going to eat good, and I'm going to slam the shit out of people this year. It's not no semen insomniac team. We're not going to be nice. We're not. And guess what? I won't lose players this year. That's a fact. We will be a dominant to be reckoned with when I'm done. They tell everybody, hey, everybody who listens to the podcast, you have an invitation to come watch me the whole fall season, and you'll see what's coming. That's what's up. All right. There you go. I like it. So, all right, real quick, uh, X's and O's type conversation, because I brought up Ryan Shamar for a very specific reason. I I just want to say to everybody listening to our podcast and to the the three of you that are in the Zoom meeting right now, uh, there's some guys in this league who watch film like professionals. And they may may not be coaches but they are players and they teach their other players how to watch film like professionals. And I, and being that this guy is the coordinator and guy who's run a team that's been in the championship, the last three games, the last three seasons in a row and won two of those three, uh, I, I would implore you and encourage you to at least learn the talent of watching film. And if you don't know it, uh, find a place to get it learned and then teach it to your guys so that at bare minimum, they're learning how to, process what they're seeing in front of them they understand what defenses are trying to do to them because to his point man all bic did not that it wasn't a big feat was rush five every every time right and until somebody figured out how to stop it 
they rushed five every time and play and just play cover corners and, and nobody could stop them. They went undefeated all season. The U got it figured out midway through the championship game, but by then it was too late, right? Obviously the U had a chance to win at the very end, but BIC had already gotten out to a big enough lead where they needed to hit that two point conversion to try to tie it up. And they, and I, I think it was not the greatest call, but you don't let it come down to that if you can avoid it. Right. So uh, I'm just saying, putting everybody on notice from my perspective the three-on-one podcast has talked a lot about coaching not being the wave of the future of this league but i'm telling you there's player coaches that are playing back east that are probably better coaches than they are players and that's how they're getting it done and we out west need to be on notice to understand that y'all just can't roll out the rack and put the most talented people on the field and expect to win anymore people are scheming against you they understand what your weaknesses are they understand how to attack you. And just like the Cove said on this, pro- this same podcast earlier today, they told me they were trying to take me and one other guy out of the game and they did. And we got frustrated and we were out of our own game. That's all everybody's going to do. So look, if I love these podcasts because it's teaching me so much about what the league is from a history perspective, but it also tells me where the future is going and what I need to be looking out for. So I'm telling y'all because the uh, Cove closed earmuffs to Cove Vegas versus everybody is real from this position. And, but we, but more than that, we want to elevate the A7FL gameplay across the board and want to see everybody do well, everybody have a good time, but the better we get at the game, the more excited it'll be for the fans and the more opportunities our players will have at, to make money. And that's where we're at. Guys, on the closing Absolutely. note from, from the insomniacs, I'm not going to talk about it. We gonna be about it. I ain't gonna talk about it. We gonna be about it. Keep running. That's fine. Say what you gotta say. That's good. But it's okay, cause things in the past change, and we are a different team. So beware. That's all I'm gonna say. You never know. I might put some special people out there, just to look. I might just take my nephew out there, and let him go out there. But. You know, eventually the wolf comes out. And when he does, oh, man, it's on. It's coming, bro. It's coming. All these teams, you don't have to worry till we play because we coming. That's it. We coming. Look at, look at Donnie cut, cutting a wrestling promo. Matt Ryan would be proud of you, my man. <laughs> there you go. This is tell everybody right? I tell them, I let the field do the talking. That's all I can do. Everything else do. The field do the talk. So we do that's fine. Everybody can talk, bro. But if you get that L, bro, don't say I didn't say nothing because I didn't. But we sure proved it on the field. You watch. Once I say this, here we go. I call it out now. Once I went wrong, here comes the spring. I want I want to see it like that. I'm not playing this shit, but I want to see. I want to see the sound that's going through. I'm gonna call yeah. you out. I'll right. see you next time. I'm, I'm interested to see what the insomniacs do. I am yeah, too, which is why I'm now picking up some big talent. I, I am too, which is why I said a force versus insomniacs game one would be great, and then a force versus yes, snow absolutely. tribe revenge game toward the end of the season would be great instead of the other way around. But that's just absolutely. my opinion. I want to see. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna lie, the pit bosses are building something special now. We I've got, heard we got our lick. I've heard. But it's okay because our licks dried up, so we coming. It's all good. 
And you won't hear nothing from my players. There won't be no bickering. There won't be no crap talking. You're just going to see guys play football. That's it. That's awesome. Casey, you have something for me? Yeah, yeah, you... You had, you just barely had touched on something about, you know, growing this league, growing this division to eventually maybe get our players to a point where they are getting paid. I was actually talking to somebody who does listen to our podcast or at least tunes in on my YouTube channel to the podcast. And he started asking me questions. And when I told him that our players don't get paid right now, for the most part, I mean, you know, if they sell tickets in some divisions, I think maybe they get a little money out of that or something. I told him. I said, but yeah, they don't get like a paycheck. They're not guaranteed any money out of this. And he goes, you know what? I hate sports because all these superstars become millionaires. They get big heads. They don't care anymore. They forget where they came from, blah, blah, blah. And it just turns me off to sports. He goes, here in this, he goes, I haven't really been into sports, but dude, I'm going to start paying attention to this. And I'm going to start trying to watch some of these games because when a person goes out and plays these games, just to play them just because you know and they're not getting paid big money for it he goes that actually makes it more exciting to me so i thought that was pretty interesting yeah that aspect from a fan standpoint college football with with life skill education instead of a school education right (laughs) right right it takes a man to play in the ace nfl and that's the only way i say this and it's not to talk down on nothing else but to hear some of these top players be like, "Oh, I, I'm not playing because y'all don't got no 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 gear or no pads and like that." To me, it's like backyard football when you was a kid. Right, was right, right. And that was something else they brought up too. That was something they brought up too. They were like, "Wait a minute, isn't this more dangerous with no pads, no helmets?" And, and when not- I started laying things out to them, they were like, "Wait a minute, you actually got something." You actually might have a point here. I could actually see what you're saying there, but this that it, it sounds crazy, but it's interesting. And I think hey, we've actually gotten some people now that it, are going to start tuning in and paying attention to us. This is the most safest stuff I've ever seen. It, it is right. like, I, I right. feel like you get injured more in flag football than in the NFL. I agree. I in flag football, it's crazy. <laughs> I got I got my fingers dislocated more from trying to grab flags than I ever did hitting somebody. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. If you play the game and you read the rules, you're not going to get hurt. Right. If coaches sit there and teach, it's a very hard word for people to hear. Teach. Your players will be badass. It's a guarantee. And and I told them, I told them about the one situation we saw in Vegas last season where, you know, they're like, what about all these head injuries? You see all this in the NFL, it's going to even or in padded football it'd be even worse without the pads and i was like look most of the head injuries you see and most of the things you see of you know the helmet injury type things like that i said a lot of the guys will tell you they've played 11 on 11 and they get injured by somebody a lot smaller than them in pads and helmets who thinks that they're going to lay a big hit on them i said in the a7fl we saw a small guy try to lay a big hit on somebody he lowered his head right into somebody's knee and got laid out for two to three minutes. Nobody else lowered their head the whole season. They knew the game. consequences. <laughs> that was my boy, Kevin Page. But, I mean, if you teach like you're supposed to do as a coach, they learn how to play. Come on. Where can you get three defenders against one off- offense guy? He's running full speed but never gets hurt. Right. right. Well, and, that's, and that's what I was telling him. I was like, we saw the consequences that one time. We saw the consequences out of that one time. Nobody else in the whole division 
position, tried to lower their head the rest of the season because they said, oh, well, that's what happens when that happens. Let's not yeah. do that. It's just it became a safety thing. They saw yeah. the consequences and they said, nope, we're not going that route. Let me pile onto that, Casey. So I, I took the extra steps as a division manager to make sure we had EMTs on the field at, at all times. Absolutely. So if anything ever went down, we knew we had medical professionals that could help us because although I had been hearing all those things about how much safer our game was as well, I also know that I, as a, as a human, want to look out for my, my brothers that are on the field, guys that you know, just three years ago I was playing with, like – I need to take care of these guys. I've got the means. Let me make sure this is done right. And to our credit, we had an ambulance on site every game. No one yes, ever got did. carried. No one ever got carried off on an ambulance on eight games. We eight weeks with three games a week in Las Vegas, and no one ever got carried away on an ambulance ever. Never. Nope. So. Nope. We, Checked and out we on the it. sideline, but never taken to the ambulance, right. never taken to the hospital. So, right. We, and we did a, a GDFL exhibition game. They played two, they played eight full quarters of football, and we played two full quarters of football as an exhibition during their games. Right. No, no knock on the GDFL. It's good development football, but it is padded football. So the injuries are prevalent where they aren't in ours. So we had two full quarters. We had zero injuries, zero stoppage in play for our entire time of no pads no helmets football there was a stoppage about every four to six minutes of gameplay in theirs to to attend to a player who had gotten hurt like it is a safer game no matter how you try to slice it and dice it we just do a better job with the rules and do a better job taking care of our guys and it shows on the field and when i was talking about it they were asking questions about the podcast when i was talking about it with them in a in a community on youtube i was like somebody had done the research somebody in there went in and actually did some research and found like in the nfl head injuries are in the double digits if not you know in the hundreds a year as far as concussions and head injuries and things like that in padded football and he said and what he found on the a7fl is their head injuries are single digits every year he goes so there's something here there's something to say that unpadded football is safer because there's not as many injuries Right. There, 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 there's some uh, white papers that show injuries per minutes played because that's the only way to like really quantify it. Right. Because right. the NFL has X amount of teams, X amount of games. We don't have right. the same amount of teams, same amount of games. But if you do injuries per minutes played per player, that right. is the real quantifiable number. And we're and we're like a quarter of what the NFL yeah. is and like a yeah, that's sixth what they were of saying. what college a sixth or eighth of what college is. Like it's yeah. crazy the disparity of how much safer our game is. Now I would I, I yeah. gotta imagine that some of that's due to us not having, you know, on-field protocol where people having to go in a tent, go under a blue thing and get checked out every time anything happens. But the study they did, they actually watched film, checked guys, did the white paper based right. on that. So I, I have a lot of faith in and then I've of course I've seen it with oh, my yeah. own two eyes. So oh yeah, so have I. And, and whoever it was that done some research on the league, because, I mean, they even brought up to me, they're like, wait, is this the same league that David Isaacs is a part of? And I was like, yes, thank you. If you actually go listen to the other podcast, Three on One, you hear him in one of their podcasts. He is one of their guests. And he was like, I thought so. And so he's been actually kind of nonchalantly following the A7FL and not realizing that he was following something that I was involved in. So he's actually pretty excited about it and he's going to follow it a lot more. 
And actually, I think one of the guys is from California. He's right there close to Vegas. And I told him about the Vegas division. And so he might be looking into that as well. Um, well I think he's a high school football coach or something. So let me tell you what, let me tell you why it's important that someone following David Isaac follows us. So David Isaac is the co-founder of the UFC. Yep. And I'll tell anybody who listens that I feel like that is our position as DA seven FL. We are an alternative to NFL football. We are not padded football with big hits trying to knock somebody out. We are you know, a, a blended version of rugby and what that football used to be before it became glitz and glamor. We are the raw version of football like UFC was the raw version of fighting to boxing. I tell everybody who will listen, we are to the NFL what UFC was to boxing 20 years ago. Now you turn on the TV, there's 30 high-level UFC matches versus three high-level boxing matches because people love the rawness of the UFC. They, they think the boxing guys are, you know, coddled and not really fighting the way they need to. You know, Floyd, Web Floyd Mayweather, who I think is the greatest defensive fighter in, in the history of the world, because he was so good at defense, people got bored with the sport, right? He wasn't trying to knock the other guy out. He was protecting himself and taking his shots. That's what the NFL has kind of become. and we are the antithesis of that, which is why we're growing so big so fast. And, and, Absolutely. That's, that's so true there because when I talk to when I talk to people and players, they're like, oh, y'all yeah, like the uh, UFC lead, huh? I said, nah, yeah. nah, nah, I mean, we have it in our system, but that's not who we are. They're like, man, uh, they're like, they're like, and they look us up on YouTube like, man, man, look how you hit that guy. Yeah, it's just full speed going full speed. They're protecting each other. Like, I think. Hit. Yeah. You know, and they're like, man, we love to see that. I'm like, I know y'all do like, yeah, it's it's not where it's injuries where you will see injuries as happen, but it's a fact of the thrill of the game that people love the way they play the game. And you put the biggest guy on the line, and the biggest guy getting hit by the smallest player, and they loving that. You know, it's, it's they just love the things that happens with that. So that's why I feel like the ASMFL is gonna be so huge next years that it's not it's not gonna be stopped no time. Can you guys hear me? Oh yeah, yeah, we hear yes, you now, we hear you. Hey, what I was saying about the ambulances. When Daniel Packer got hurt and broke his shoulder, a second one showed up right after. Right. He didn't have no contingency of waiting. And then he almost got to the ambulance and jumped up the gurney and said, no, I'll take myself. Well, and that was a yep. shoulder collarbone from him going down and trying to brace himself. It had nothing to do with not wearing pads or helmets. No. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Routine play on the sideline. It, it, it's, but still... No one had to go to the, the ambulance. No, no one had to go to the hospital in the ambulance. So I'm going to say that to the, to, to the cows right. are home. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and when, when this guy brought up, when this guy brought up David Isaacs, he said, so was he the kind of the mind behind it? And was his idea backyard brawls versus football? And I kind of, I, or meets football. And I kind of laughed. I said, no, nah, I don't think that was the idea behind it. It was just the idea of let's go back to what we grew up playing in elementary school backyard football no pads no helmets <laughs> it's having fun then, yep all right guys well, we're pushing exactly. up on an hour and 30 minutes so i'm gonna take this time to start shutting this down casey my apologies i'm gonna take charge here for a minute so donnie oh, yeah, no. party, parting shots parting gifts what do, what do you got for us donnie you there buddy yeah all right, we'll come back to the cove. Parting shots, parting gifts. What do you got for us, my man? Man, parting shots, parting gifts. Like I said, I'll be in the Houston division. 
come uh come January time frame. Uh, like I said, Duncan, keep doing your thing. Keep doing uh your thing. Uh, as far as the leadership you have for the ACNFL, everything you have going for the Valley, the team support you have for them, your team that you have. Keep them going. Uh, I can't wait to see what the Nevada League does this year. Uh, hopefully, y'all travel to these other places and and defeat them to show them like the West Coast team can do it. You know, uh, some of these top teams out in Baltimore and some of these top teams out in all these other divisions and really come to the standpoint and like really get it going. And like I said, keep doing what you're doing. And I love to see it. That's all I got. That's what's up, Mark. My, mark my words. There will be a Nevada team in the Final Four this year. That's my parting shot. I have oh, so go. much faith in what I see happening in Las Vegas and the way these teams are getting built. Uh, regardless of who it is, whoever comes out of this division is going to be sharpened like they haven't been sharpened before, and they will win a playoff game in advance. Oh, in the yeah. Final Four. I'm, I'm I don't know what happened from I'm, there, I'm, but that's where we're at. I'm headed. in the lab. I like that. I'm in the lab. LA can learn from UD as far as getting everything going and LA become a bigger and, and better place, you know, as far as ASNFL. Like I said, they have it. They just need to do it. And that's what I'm, I'm going to do. I'm going to do whatever I can to help them too. And, I'm, and while you're there, I'm going to tap you to see if you can too. <laughs> no <problem. laughs> All right, Donnie, now that you're back, parting yeah. shots, parting gifts. What, what do you got for us? Party shots. Well, let's go party gifts. If y'all come to Vegas, out of state, out of country, come to the taco truck. Have some food on the A7FL Las Vegas, you know. Come to eat. Don't be shy. We're all brothers and family there. That includes your sister, your wives, your family. I don't care, you know. I'm there to make sure everybody's happy and you get fed so you can go and get drunk. I'll test to that. You know, my food is amazing. People love it, you know, and we do something special. Now the shots, oh, well, it goes like this. L.A. build a team. I'll take them down like I'm going to take Long Beach down. <laughs> the A7 Las Vegas, I love you new coaches, but you all better get your seat because I'm about to teach a major lesson in what you need Heard. All right. Thank you very much for that, Casey. Parting shots, parting gifts. What do you got for us? Uh, I'm just excited to see how how this division grows, how this league grows. Uh, I'm interested to hear how some of the tryouts go that are coming up for some of our players from our division and others in the XFL, the USFL. Um, so that's my parting shots. I'm excited. Well, I'll, I'll report back to you on our first podcast after the 22nd when we go down to San Diego to support our guys on the XFL tryouts. And then there's another one, uh, USFL November 5th. I'll let you know how that goes. So with that, Casey, I'm going to say good night. Thank you very much. Take us out, buddy. Yes. And until next time, for me, I'm Casey Cox. He is Derek Duncan, Double D, the division owner of Nevada, the guy who makes all this possible. Until next time, we will see you on the other side of the ball.